0: Hello, and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, my honored guest is Joy Benugo. She is here in uh, California, which is exciting because we're in the same time zone. (laughs) But actually, um, Joy has a very unique background and passion, and she holds it with such lightness and grace. She is the head of partnership finance at Google Cloud, and my goodness, she's supporting all kinds of women. She's helping us to understand how to work more intelligently with our finances. She's allocating funds. Uh, She's an investor. It's really exciting to have you. Joy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited.
0: (laughs) And actually, the most exciting news is that Joy is a new mom. She's a six month old. And my goodness, I'm so impressed that she's like, for those of you who can't see her, she is like radiant. She's got this gorgeous, thick, long hair. And uh, it, you just wouldn't know that she's a mom of a six, six month old baby. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm, my husband's on paternity leave. That's where my hair is done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: That's honest. <laughs> so Joy, could you tell us a little bit about your journey in in, in, in finance and how you yeah. ended up here? It'd be really interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, when I was studying or when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I knew I wanted to be in business of some sort. I knew I wanted to be a lawyer, and I've told this story quite a bit. So my grandmother told me to get involved in investing very early. I think I was probably uh, 16, 18, definitely by the time I was 18, um, and I had my first internship at Arthur Anderson and then my mother, as I was talking to her, my mom and my dad about what I wanted to be, they were like, well, you should look into finance, accounting, or something that you can do business plus law, because that's just kind of like your personality. You're not really into science. They weren't pushing the doctor thing. They were like, you like, you seem like you'd be a good businesswoman. And so I just did what my parents <laughs> and what my family told me to do. And it ended up working out. And I think over time, I just started to enjoy it. Like at first, it was just a job something I did. I needed to make money, but I think over time it's grown into a passion. I've been doing it for so long. I've been in finance for almost 20 years now. It's like second nature to me.
0: Mm, That's so interesting. You were talking about um, the asset allocation that you're, I don't know, is responsible for that you're involved in. And to me, it just seems like such a fun job. Yeah. I, yes. I just, like to be able to make people's dreams come true with business concepts that are solid and leadership. That's on point. Um, yeah. I mean, some people maybe feel that's like terrifying, but I think that that is exciting. You no, know, it's empowering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a big responsibility too.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I got it. I, I mean, over time I got involved in investing And now even thinking beyond that, like my career coach is like, well, you're an investor, you know, you know, I invest in funds, I'm a limited partner. So I'm not the lead investor, the general partners, the lead investor. Um, But because I've met so many women founders who need funding, um, one of the things I've been thinking about is becoming a venture partner. So I can't invest in everything that comes past my desk, but I am happy to connect founders with funders if that mm-hmm. makes sense so yeah. there's no guarantee but an introduction an email introduction can go a long way so that's one of the things I'm focusing on now and then the second half of the year I'll be looking for more investment opportunities
0: mm, that's exciting what kind of investment opportunities
1: um I'm thinking more Like recently it's been very healthcare focused just because that's what I've seen. And I had a friend who started a healthcare venture for underserved population. She's the OBGYN and she focuses on maternal health. Um, My cousin, I was happy to, I was just telling someone earlier today, I was um, one of the first investors, my cousin and her best friend started a company sourcing um, ethically sourcing like, bulk clothing so you know when companies print you know their logo on t-shirts she just recently got into that business in addition to her day job so I cut her a check for that so I think the second half of the year I may focus on something a little more cutting edge like a crypto company because it's also something I'm passionate in and there are not a lot of women in the crypto space. So to the extent I can start to invest and understand investment ecosystem, there is a woman from Andreessen who started a big fund who's investing in crypto, but I mean, she's a long time VC, so she gets it, but looking for like more women to make it a bit more widespread and wide known that it's an area that women can invest in as well.
0: Yeah, that's really true. Mm -hmm. There aren't many women that I know of either. It's like a whole, it's like a riddle embedded into a, a story that's wrapped yeah. in
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrapped in a, crypt, in, in a cryptic language. And <laughs> the name, crypto. I feel like men and de- like traders or if you're into gaming, you get it. You know, I feel like a lot of gamers and programmers and engineers are really into it. and And that makes sense from an engineering standpoint because it is all engineering. But I feel like, the technology and some of the the disruption that can come from crypto, women can benefit from, and we should be part of the ecosystem. So that, totally. that's most likely what I'll focus on the second half of the year.
0: Yeah, fascinating. There's even some interesting companies that I've seen, white papers that have come across my desk, where um, the company is run you know, by the community and, yeah. and, and then all the profit, everything is, is run through crypto as well. So I love those innovative concepts. They're really... Yeah. Um, it's a publishing company actually. It's really interesting. Oh, yeah. But you um you're a woman, you know, even though you're in business and your specialty is finance, something you've grown to love, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my daughter uh just said to me, I'm uh, when people ask what what I do, don't tell them I'm going to college. Tell them that I'm a real estate investor.
1: Yes. Ah! I was like, okay, <laughs> you got it. So awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine saying that 20 years ago? I couldn't.
0: Actually I might have, I mean, I, I turned 18 and moved to New York city and, and started yeah. my own life and, and started my entrepreneurship uh, and I haven't stopped and I'm in my late forties now. And yeah. um, so I can actually, but I'm so proud of her and I'm just um, in true. awe you know, about how she's thinking long-term she's thinking about wealth creation and she's yeah. uh, working on her business plan. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. <laughs> I got to surround her with mentors that <laughs> can help
1: uh, nurture her.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, this new generation joy.
1: Yeah. We're fearless. I love it. I love their energy. I love it. I love being around them. I love talking to them. I love to hear their ideas. They, they are fearless and good for them. They should be.
0: Totally. Yeah. I can't wait to see how your son, you know, grows up. It's so exciting, right? You don't know what they're going to be like. You don't know what their personality is like. And it's just really exciting. Parenting is just such an exciting journey. So how do you find your balance? I mean, you probably have a really busy schedule with work. Now yeah. that you're back at work, you've got your son. I mean, being the mom of a newborn can be really challenging, but how ha- you know how do you how do you balance things for yourself or try?
1: Yeah. I compartmentalize my life. I have for a long time. I went to law school at night. I worked full time at an accounting firm during the day. So I have I've always had like a busy hectic schedule. So I set out time in my calendar for certain things. Like This weekend, I had friends who were like, oh, you know, we want to go to this really cool event in San Francisco. You should come. And I'm like, you know, what? I want to dedicate Sunday to my family. I don't want to think about Google. I don't want to think about investing. I don't want to think about helping anyone plan their events. I don't want to think about anything else. I just want to sit in the house and spend quality time with my son and my husband and even carve out time for myself while they are off napping or, you know, get some quality rest in myself. So I carve out time for myself and definitely carve out time for family. And when I'm at work, I try to focus on work and I try to be present wherever I am, but definitely I try to really, really stick to managing my time the best way that i can
0: right i mean that's the key and saying no like you just said like like i think women just want to do it all and we think that there's some kind of heroism in that uh and there there really isn't it's just everyone pays the price most mostly you um, not you joy but like those of us who are listening who don't give ourselves the permission to say no And don't have time to rest or have for you, you know, family time for me, it's, it's, it's top. Like my health is one, my work is two, but then my family is, is right up there. They're all kind of tied for first place, you know, in reality, Um, but really like I need my family time. If I don't get it, like, it's like something's missing. I know my daughter's almost out of the house now, so that's going to all change. (laughs) Like, wait, I couldn't imagine life before she was in it. Now I can't imagine life when she's not like front and center like really long. <laughs> but it's all natural and it's exactly the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. But when you're exhausted, what's your go-to? Like, what's the thing you go to when you're just flat out? Done?
1: When I'm flat out, I just I change there's something about putting on pajamas. I know that sounds really weird, but I like pajamas. So when I feel really tired, I feel like if I and I don't have to work and I don't have somewhere to be, like, must be, right? Like required or something like that. I I literally put on my pajamas and it helps me unplug from everything else. It's like a mental shift in energy. Like, okay, I'm not in work mode. I'm not getting on a call to talk about investing. I'm not going to meet someone for lunch. I am just, but the next thing I'm doing is resting. I and know. that's, yeah. It's
0: like dressing up or dressing down, it's like put the yeah. outfit on and then play the role. I love it. Yeah.
1: I've like yeah, yeah.
0: never heard anyone say that before, but it makes a lot of sense. It's almost like that yeah. invisible cloak, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. like I'm not. If you see me in my PJs, you know I'm not doing anything else. I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing anything. I'm ordering caviar. Like, you know, that is my way to. I'm that. I am starting to unplug. That is step one of the unplugging process. Oh my
0: gosh. I love
1: it. I love it.
0: You know, you don't oftentimes find women in finance, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think a lot of women um, shy away from finance, even women who are um, listening, who are executives, CEOs. um, What advice would you like to give women? um, And and the women are who listen to this are like late thirties, mostly though in their forties. So like, what advice would you give them?
1: Yeah, I'm 42. Oh, well, I'm not 42 yet. I'll be 42 later this year. Um, I would say don't be afraid of learning something new. It is, especially in like the finance or technology space, it can be daunting. So I work with a lot of people who are, you know, 10 to 20 years younger than I am. They went to school. They learned how to code. They learn, they know SQL, Python, all of these, you know, um, Coding languages. And I just decided one day I'm just going to get a tutor to at least be able to speak the language with them That's smart, and to understand what they're doing. I may not be as good as them because I didn't spend four years getting a computer science degree, but I can speak the language and it's something that makes me relatable to them. Um, so my, my biggest piece of advice for women in like finance or the technology space is don't be afraid to learn something new. Take a class on crypto, take a class on forecasting, on modeling. There are free courses on Udemy, YouTube, all, all over the place. Um, I love that I idea, think, right? Yeah. Life is about what li- I think life is about lifelong learning. I agree. And- that's just one area. It doesn't have to be hyper-technical like that, but from a business finance technology standpoint, that is like a, one piece of advice I give everyone, no matter what age they are really.
0: Yeah. But I mean, even in your forties in the Bay area, we're already kind of old. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. There yeah. is a
0: thing, there's a very real and overt ageism that happens. Yes. Yes. And it's like, if you don't know the language, you're no longer yeah. relevant. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if you've got 20 years or more of experience and you're at the top nope. of your field. Um nope. it's So interesting. It's like a whole, it's a very different paradigm out here and it's not good, bad, right or wrong. It just is what it is.
1: Yeah. It is right. And it's different. And it, it also helps with innovation. And so if you want to be in a space that where innovation is key, you have to keep learning. That's the key to innovation. You have to keep learning, meeting new people, learning new things, trying new ideas, I know it sounds weird and people may think, oh, that's too spiritual, but like, even meditating and just taking time to like, think about things differently, trying things a different way, that's the key to innovation. And if you're still doing things in a very rigid corporate way, um, you, you will age yourself out quickly
0: yeah right i think this whole new generation is also demanding that yeah they're demanding that we do things in a different way and uh there are so many things trending for ceos right now to be able to think outside the box and meditation yeah. is included and There are even more radical practices they're taking on especially in the bay area um everything yes. from microdosing to uh you know <laughs> journeys in the jungle in the amazon i mean it's just you know, it's just it's it's, it's required this innovation yeah also like as you said these kids like they're just so different yeah, um, the way yeah. they think about the world and how it should work and how they're going to shape it because they have now outnumbered the baby boomers so they they yeah. are going to shape it so as moms you and I and those of us who are listening um, and you know and if I haven't included you if, if listeners if sorry if you're younger than 35 or you're <laughs> over 55 no worries like uh, you're all welcome everyone's welcome but we have a huge responsibility as women. Yeah, We are actually uh, determining the strength of the GDP, aren't we?
1: Yes, absolutely. We have so much buying power. And even when we aren't, even in like married households or, you know, head of households, we end up sometimes running finances, like even in in traditional relationships where you would think that a man would be balancing the checkbook or making all the investment decisions, it's women
0: it is and i think it's really important that we think about that like we're voting with our choices we're we're, yes. we're determining the supply and demand with with our yes. choices every absolutely. choice matters yes
1: absolutely absolutely
0: yeah so i'm like really hardcore about certain things it really drives my family and friends crazy
1: because <laughs> i'm like no we can't buy it
0: from there we can't <laughs> I'm like come on just make your life easier and i'm like no okay. No, it's like the, I'm a plant-based advocate, but it's it's but but it's not because necessarily um, because I think that veganism is 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 going to save our world or that it, it's the healthiest diet. A lot of people think it, and I, I'm not saying it's not healthy at all. If you do it right, it is extremely healthy, but you really yeah. have to know what you're doing. But I yes. have a problem actually with the meat industry. That's actually yeah. one of the reasons why I'm, I don't eat meat because I don't feel comfortable supporting that industry.
1: Yeah. 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 The, some of their practices are a little, are a little questionable.
0: So I said to my boyfriend, I'm like, can you just start hunting, honey? You know, if you, if you hunted, I would eat, I would eat the deer, you know, and uh, people who know me are probably going to be mortified by me saying that, but it's the truth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 The food industry, particularly meat fisheries, um, just uh, interesting practices. That, and I just started paying attention to it. The The longer I've been in the Bay Area, I've only been here about eight years, the more I feel like I'm more in tune with that type of stuff because it wasn't really, I wouldn't say a focus in the Midwest or in DC. I've, and I lived in London as well, but in the Bay Area, for sure. You just become, I feel like just by default, you become aware of the environment and the ecosystem just yeah. by being here.
0: Totally. It's a conscientious initiative, just living here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's like, there's like conscientious poetry written
0: on the sidewalk in my neighborhood yeah. <laughs> about yeah. saving the plants and saving the animals. It's really sweet actually. <laughs> yeah. So are you like, if, if you're, if, so a lot of women who are listening to this, you know, they have their salary, um, uh, yeah. and they, 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 they invest in the market and they might have yeah. some real estate holdings. Yeah. Um, do you have any, um, personal advice on how, uh, yeah. women can grow their wealth? Um, mm-hmm. things that they actually might not know from their wealth advisor or, you yeah. know, traditional methods yeah. of wealth creation.
1: Yeah, there's so many other ways of investing. So, right, like you mentioned, you have your very traditional invest in stocks and bonds, open up an account of your favorite broker, Merlin Schwab, Morgan Stanley, Fidelity Vanguard. You can invest in a very uh, safe fund that tracks an index, right? An index fund, an ETF or mutual fund. And you can have real estate holdings and that's all great. And honestly, you can do really well by just doing that. However, if you want to grow wealth exponentially, um, you have to do, you have to take on more risk. And so it just depends on the amount of risk you want to take. So I got into crypto in 2017, didn't make a ton of money. I've made a little bit of money. I feel like I've done better since the pandemic because I had time to focus on it. Mm. Um, I'm sitting at home. My husband is a gamer. He's going to kill me for saying that, but he is. He's a gamer and he was big into crypto. And so we just started about talking about trading because we were sitting at home with each other day in, day out. We couldn't go anywhere. So we could, but we didn't. And And then I was was pregnant. So we were (laughs) a captive audience. And I think from there, that's one area where I think women or anyone really can make a significant amount of money, it is very risky. You can lose your shirt. I don't believe in trading on margin. That's just me personally, Um, but you can stand to make a lot of money and crypto is 24 hours. Like if you wake up, if I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I wanna buy Bitcoin at one price and then I just wanna wait for it to drop or increase by a couple of thousand dollars over the next couple of days or weeks, I can and I can just keep doing that. But at any time of the day, whereas the US stock market you know, is open nine to five from on the East coast. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one area. There are also other kind of funky investments. You can get into the venture space um, like I just recently did. And, but that's like a five to 10 year horizon, but I feel like breaking out of some of the more traditional investment classes or asset types um, will help help Mm -hmm. you grow your yeah, yeah, I love that. I, mean, I think
0: the word "exponential" <laughs> is key. Uh, I don't, I don't. I think everybody would want to grow their their wealth exponentially. But you're right; it, the risk tolerance is is real. Yeah, is yeah. very real. Are there? Because uh, it would be really neat to. Because I know that uh, people I know are starting their own uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, that's trending. Yeah, be fun to kind of do an all women. I guess all women though would be exclusive, and crypto in itself
1: is not about exclusivity it's not it's not and the the thing is is anyone can start their own crypto but what's also interesting and i i to be very hand on heart to be very transparent i haven't spent a lot of time in the nft space but that's also another area where i think people can make a lot of money i read about it all the time i just haven't dabbled into it enough to be very conversant about it but i mean i'm seeing people create like virtual birkins and there's like a whole big brouhaha over like virtual fashion virtual real estate and i feel like that that world is going to take off and i think that's like the next i even crypto is still so new and i think nfts are even newer there's so much opportunity there like and if you have a long investing horizon and you don't need your money anytime soon just start dabbling i mean crypto is so accessible now you can buy you can Get crypto on Venmo. Venmo, right? I know
0: I see it all the time popping up. It's like buy crypto. I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I am. I am super traditional when it comes to money. Yeah. And I don't know that that works in my favor, but it's like it just seems. I mean, I believe in ideas, but like, am I willing to put my money in an idea that I can't see hold or cash in at some point? Technically, you know, it's like, I'm still haven't wrapped my head around it. So I, I, so I really appreciate this, um, this light you brought to it because, um, it's important that I keep my mind open. I actually want to become an osteopath in terms of like the courses I want to take. That's my next vision for myself. But I just, you know, I need to be a a mom full time. So
1: that may be a possibility as my daughter grows her (laughs) independence, (laughs) Yes. I mean, the other thing about the cool thing about the the younger generation is they also are huge adopters of technology because they grew up with technology. So to say to, you know, someone in their 20s, hey, you're going to open up an account on Coinbase, a company where you can't walk into a bank, you don't have like a broker per se, and you don't have like a relationship manager that you would have at a traditional bank or traditional brokerage firm. And you're going to buy an asset that you can't see, you're only going to have this weird address that will effectively prove as like your proof of purchase or your proof of ownership. Mm -hmm. I think like for, for some reason, for the younger generation, that is easier for them to adopt than like, I would say probably folks who are in their 40s to 50s. Because even when I first started investing, and even now, there's some coins I see, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Mm. It could be one cent. I'm not going to invest in that. But I do encourage everyone to look into investing into the very basics of like Bitcoin or Ethereum. There's a stable coin, meaning the price doesn't fluctuate. Um, I think everyone should own a little bit of crypto. Everyone
0: yeah, I've been hearing anywhere from five to ten to sorry, five to twenty percent of your portfolio should yeah. be in crypto. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like if you're yeah. not if you're not doing that, it's like it's like when the internet was born in the nineties. Um, exactly. And you're all kind of
1: like, oh, I don't know, that seems a little far it, it, out. I mean, it is precisely that. It is it, it's Web 3.0. zero. That is precisely what you're describing. That yeah. is what everyone means by Web 3.0. decentralized, democratized technology. Technology as excess and you know you just kind of in the theory take the power out of some you know larger corporations hands so Mm. we'll see if it all works out but there is money to be made on a day-in-day-out basis well, I
0: love it. Um, we have reached the, our time, which is unfortunate. I feel like I could talk to you all day. You've been so generous to share your passion and your insights and your wisdom with us. I really appreciate it. And you are like, for those of you who can't see her, I mean, her teeth are white, her eyes are white, her lips are red, they match her red dress. I mean, she is just a powerhouse, but like in such a gentle and joyful way, hence your name, Joy. Uh, thank you,
1: thank you
0: yeah thank Thank you so much for being here
1: yeah thank you thank you for your time i appreciate it
0: thank you for listening to vitality women leading audaciously please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page if you know this episode would be a value to your community please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcastjennifer backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.